Hello. Welcome back to Oh Sweet Music. We're now on our sixth episode, so I feel like I can't really call the podcast new anymore. Um, but if you're new here, then Oh Sweet Music is the not-so-new music podcast, where every Wednesday we delve into a song inspired by an event in music history that occurred on the day the podcast is released. And if you're not new here, then you'll already know that, of course. Um, and you'll also know that I was on holiday over the weekend. So as I'm recording this, I'm actually just back from Latvia, Riga in Latvia. And so I'm quite tired. I'm just back from being on holiday, so I am pretty tired. But I'll do my best to not sound too miserable or fatigued. Um, I would say if you're looking for somewhere to go on a city break that's kind of new, a wee bit different, then I would recommend Latvia. It was quite cheap, kind of food drink wise. It was really small, the old town that we were in. Um, so you could see quite a lot in just a couple of days and it was really fun. So I would definitely recommend that if you're looking for somewhere to go on a wee holiday. Uh, but anyway, back to the episode today. Today we're travelling back in time to 1965 and you need to get on, let me think, you need to get on a kind of, sheepskin brown jacket maybe maybe some denim a good pair of jeans some black sunglasses it does it sounds like I'm being very specific and that this does kind of sound like an outfit that I would just wear every day but I'm actually trying very badly failing to try and describe a kind of Bob Dylan-esque outfit so that's a clear hint to where we're going um this episode because on the 22nd of March 1965, Bob Dylan released Bringing It All Back Home, which is one of probably my favourite, actually probably my favourite Bob Dylan album of all time, or at least one of, but I love the album so much. It's such a great album. And the song we'll be delving into today is Subterranean Homesick Blues, which is the first song in the album. Again, one of my favourites, if not my favourite on the album, but if you ask me what my favourite is again next week, then I would probably have a completely different answer for you, to be honest. So this song, or the whole album really, kind of pinpointed quite a turning point for Bob Dylan and his career. Because, well, the second half of the album is mainly acoustic, like his previous stuff. But the first half featured quite a lot of electric guitar, as you'll hear in the song, if you know it already, or if you listen to it um, after this podcast. And he hadn't really used that before, so it kind of ruffled a few feathers amongst the folk community who weren't too happy. But I think now it's earned its place um, a, while, a while later. And the album kind of saw Bob Dylan starting to move away from just solely folky protest songs and kind of featured a lot more lyrics about his personal emotions or circumstances or issues that he was going through um, which I personally like in my lyrics but I do love his kind of protest stuff as well but that also ruffled a few feathers Um, but with Subterranean Homesick Blues with this song there is a lot to delve into so let's start with the meaning but even kind of discussing a sole meaning of this song isn't possible to be honest and it feels very loaded because the song really is just a kind of rambling stream of consciousness but I'll try and make this as structured as I can um, when kind of chatting about such an unstructured song which I think might be quite hard but I'll give it my best shot. <laughs> I'll give it a go. So I suppose the song could just be considered a kind of a long, like I said, stream of consciousness or comment on like the human condition, society, 
a mix of all of that stuff, which sounds really, really pretentious, but sometimes I think you need to just let yourself sound a wee bit pretentious when talking about this kind of thing. Like I said, it's such a chaotic song and that's not an insult. I mean that in the best way because it just jumps from kind of one cultural reference to a personal reference to a societal reference. And I remember the kind of first few times that I listened to this song, I loved it, but it kind of jumps to all these references quicker than the mind can kind of keep up with Bob Dylan. So I think it takes you a few listens to properly appreciate the lyrics um but it's a great lesson even whilst you're kind of getting to that point and I was so obsessed with the lyrics when I was younger and kind of first got into this this album a lot of the lines are up to audience interpretation and it's full of such great lines all of the lines are kind of disconnected and just connected by this kind of discontentment with society theme that kind of permeates the song great lines like don't follow leaders watch your parking meters which is one of maybe if not my favourite um, line in the song, which I feel like I could say that about any of them. So I don't think that's true, but it is a great line. I mean, if we're looking at the meaning of this line in particular, don't follow leaders, watch your parking meters. I mean, I think that it just meant by that that life is too short and you don't need to follow leaders in the sense that you shouldn't devote yourself to any kind of higher purpose or power and you should just find pleasure in being individualistic and finding kind of pleasure in the mundane. Like, don't be devoting your life to these big grand leaders or causes and just focus on yourself, you know, watch your parking meters, just kind of go about the mundane, um, I don't know, day-to-day things that happen in, in life. Just focus more on, on those if you want to be content, maybe. Maybe it didn't mean that at all, but that's kind of my take on it. Um, also lines like, I'm going to just read this line out, but if you go and listen to the song, hearing Bob Dylan deliver it will be a lot more effective than me. Um, but lines like, oh, get born, keep warm, short pants, romance, learn to dance, get dressed, get blessed, try to be a success, <laughs> please her, please him, buy gifts, don't steal, don't lift, 20 years of schooling and they put you on the day shift. Trying to say that in one breath is very hard. Um, but from this, I just think it's, you know, pretty obvious going through the different stages and lessons in life and coming out at the end pretty miserable depressed dissatisfied um which I suppose Bob Dylan's just kind of expressing his discontentment at the way society operates and the way that you know you get born you're forced into you know getting into work that doesn't fulfill you just becoming part of the rat race and I always did kind of find the idea of that pretty depressing even though the song is upbeat and doesn't really have a kind of depressing feel in terms of the music um although I do think as I've gotten a wee bit older I mean I'm still young but if I do say so myself but um I do think as I've gotten older I do find the kind of seemingly mundane life journey less depressing because I think what's the alternative like this completely hedonistic lifestyle and that to me just depresses me more um and having a kind of traditional life route, if you would say. Um, but anyway, enough about my kind of existential ponderings. And I suppose Bob Dylan is just trying to say that most people kind of spend their lives chasing success and the next achievement, always wanting more, the next achievement and being kind of groomed into living that way. And the reality is that most of us just end up part of the rat race, as it's often referred to. But yeah, not to depress you all, uh, I'll move on to, to another line. I also really like the line, don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. 
And I suppose that's just saying that you don't need an expert or anyone to tell you who you are or who who you'll end up as a person and just don't listen to anyone else and create your own path. And I always really liked that line and found it quite, I don't know, empowering or it always kind of got me going. And I like kind of saying that line to myself if you ever, if I ever need reminding of it. And the US, which is quite interesting, the US radical group, The Weathermen, apparently got their name from this line. So they were a kind of radical, a radical protest group, although some would say that they were a terrorist group, just depending on your viewpoint on things. But they were a very radical left-wing group who were fighting against the Vietnam War and other US military actions, which does make sense. And that does align with, you know, the perspective of Bob Dylan and his protest songs during that time, during the 60s. So I found that quite interesting and I didn't actually know that until I looked more deeply into this song. There's so many great lines in this song and it jumps through so many interesting references, like lines about police brutality within the civil rights movement, like lines like better stay away from those that carry around a fire hose, kind of drugs bust, and then the fight against authority, leadership, which, you know, like I said, don't follow leaders, watch parking meters, but there's just so many reference to references to so many different things within this song. And if I went through every single line individually, then we would be here all day. Um, I mean, the song is called Subterranean Homesick Blues, and Bob Dylan ran away from Minnesota to New York, and maybe the whole song is just a kind of comment on the transition from this quiet, Minnesota town to this kind of crazy city with all of this stuff going on that I've mentioned and I can't imagine that that would be overwhelming and if you're as talented as Bob Dylan then would maybe inspire you to write a song about it and I mean even just listening to the song the song itself is quite overwhelming jump into all these references and emotions so quickly and I suppose maybe living in this kind of underground or subterranean like Bob Dylan says kind of drug-fueled busy New York life did overwhelm him at times and maybe led to him writing Subterranean Homesick Blues. So maybe he kind of missed the Minnesota quiet lifestyle when he was writing this. But who knows, that's just my that's just my speculations. Um, there's also quite a lot of interesting celebrity stories around this song because so many celebrities love this song, understandably, as I do, as I'm sure most people who have, who have ever listened to it do. I mean, one is Chaz Chandler, the bass guitarist of The Animals, which is another great band that I'd love to chat about on the podcast at some point. So in an Animals interview with NME, Chaz Chandler told a story about the band going on a night out with Bob Dylan when they were in New York and apparently ended up really drunk, had drank a lot of wine, of course, and Bob Dylan played them Subterranean Homesick Blues and Bob Dylan told them it was about, and this is a quote, people living after the bomb exploded. Um, so, you know, I'll leave that one up to audience interpretation and you can take from that what you will. But it did seem that Bob Dylan had quite a few inspirations when writing the song, like maybe living in New York at the time. But also in an interview with LA Times, he said that the song was inspired by Chuck Berry and his song Too Much Monkey Business. But you can kind of hear in the way that that song is also a kind of stream of consciousness describing the hassles that a person encounters in everyday life, which is quite similar to Subterranean Homesick Blues. It's also a great song and after listening to this episode's song, I recommend you give Too Much Monkey Business a listen as well. It's also really great. And also, like I said, 
about 100 times. The song is a big rambling chaotic stream of consciousness. I'm sure you're sick of, you're sick of hearing that phrase. Um, but this is actually a writing technique that was used by a lot of beat poets like Allen Ginsberg, who's probably best known for his poem Howl, and Jack Kerouac, which is, which is, he's not an it, he, he is really well known for his novel The Subterraneans. And both of these poets were really big inspirations of Bob Dylan's. And the title of the song might even be a tribute to that novel, um, which I've never actually read, but I would really, really like to. I need to get my hands on it at some point. And even kind of Bob Dylan's whole anti-establishment feel and the theme of the song is very kind of beat poet, beatnik state of mind and philosophy. So it's clear that the beat poets and their culture really did have quite a big impact on Bob Dylan and thus had an impact, you know, on this, on this song, on Subterranean Homesick Blues. And Allen Ginsberg, which is a big giveaway, um, Allen Ginsberg actually features in the music video, if you could call it a music video for this song. It's a really famous clip and it's worth looking up if you're interested and watching on YouTube. It's really good. It's basically Bob Dylan standing in an alleyway behind the Savoy Hotel in London. And he's, th- he's flipping through these kind of cue cards to the song. And the cue cards have lyrics from the song on them and some are kind of misspelled and things. And Allen Ginsberg's actually standing behind Bob Dylan the whole time with another musician, like just doing nothing, just standing still behind him. And the musician, Allen Ginsberg, and the singer, Donovan, who you'll know from songs like Hurdy Gurdy Man, Season of the Witch, Mellow Yellow, another singer that I really like. Um, they all helped to write the cue cards, which is quite a fun, strange combination of people. Um, but the video was shot in 1965 as part of Don't Look Back which is the documentary following Bob Dylan's tour of the UK. And I'm absolutely desperate to see this documentary, but I've looked everywhere for it and couldn't find it anywhere. So if anyone knows how I can watch this, then please do let me know, either you know through the email or through the Instagram or whatever. I couldn't find it anywhere online, even to rent or buy. Um, you know, usually you can kind of like rent or buy films or documentaries on YouTube. Couldn't find it anywhere on there. So please let me know if you know how I can get my hands on it. Like I said, it's one of my favourite songs and it seems that quite a lot of famous celebrities agree with me on that. John Lennon, the man himself, was apparently a huge fan of the song and really was captivated by it. So much so that he actually said that he was scared that he would never be able to write anything that could ever compete with it. Which is a valid fear, it is a great, a great, great song and... You can see why John Lennon would love this and kind of draw parallels from his own work. I mean, the whole social commentary style of writing, he kind of adopts as well, looking at, you know, Imagine, Give Me Truth, Instant Karma. Those songs all kind of adopt those that approach in, in similar ways. And he was interviewed by Playboy in 1980, which was actually one of his last interviews, which is obviously very sad. And he said, and I quote, this is a quote, listen, there's nothing wrong with following examples. We can have figureheads and people we admire, but we don't need leaders. Don't follow leaders, watch the parking meters, which I found quite funny and charming, as I do with a lot of things that all of the Beatles say. But um, I did, I did like that line. I thought it, it made me laugh. In terms of covers the song has been covered quite a lot I always when I'm looking into a song for the podcast I always like to kind of look up and listen to covers some of which I might have never heard before and I always find that really interesting 
the cover, um, the cover, the song's been covered quite a lot. Red Hot Chili Peppers have a cover of it, which I actually really like. I hadn't listened to it before. It sounds like a completely different song, and if you didn't know the lyrics, you wouldn't know it was the same song. It's like a kind of weird hip-hop, dance, rock, really fun version, so I'd recommend giving that a listen if you like the Bob Dylan song. I'm quite a purist as well, so I think I know a cover is good if I am able to push past being a purist and enjoy it. And Harry Nelson actually has a cover that was produced by John Lennon, the song's biggest fan, and that's also quite good. Um, But yeah, I would give them both a listen if you're interested. And with that, I think it's a good time to wrap up the episode. I feel this episode was very chaotic and all over the place, but one, as I said, I'm very tired after coming home from my holiday. And also, Subterranean Homesick Blues is also a very chaotic and unstructured song. So that's my excuse for the podcast being a bit chaotic this week. And I'm just going to pretend that it's a deliberate choice to kind of fit in with the song. But thank you so much for listening. Um, I just really love music and love looking into these kind of different events and songs. And it's great that you guys get involved with the podcast. Next week, next week's event is actually a listener request. So remember, if you've got any feedback for the episode or any requests for any songs, genres, eras, artist bands that you want me to cover on the podcast, then just send us an email at osweetmusic at hotmail. Oh, that's wrong. Osweetmusicrequests at hotmail.com. That's osweetmusicrequests at hotmail.com. All lowercase, no exclamation mark. Or you can drop us a message on Instagram at osweetmusicpodcast and be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at osweetmusic to get involved with our episodes every week. And I post kind of wee videos relating to each episode. I'm also currently posting um, videos about my kind of favourite soundtrack, movie soundtrack songs. So if you want to give that wee look and get involved, then give us a wee follow on those platforms. And last thing, if you've got a wee spare minute, then give us a review on whatever you listen to your podcast so that other people can find us. Um, So that would be lovely and very much appreciated. Otherwise, apologies for the chaos this time. Thank you very much for listening to episode six. Have a nice week until next Wednesday and I'll see you next week. Bye. To the people, if you keep in You'll keep yourself right Everybody ready?